So, I just realized I, I start, I've started the last five sermons with one word, so, so, I, so, 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 I am a, it's the, it's the advantage of hearing the sermons and creating a podcast that you start to hear your comfort words, and so is this word that's driving me nuts this morning, and so if I say it enough times, you will stop, I will stop, you know, in a month or so. So, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about putting the podium here this morning to, to give you a little protection for me. I sort of feel like I need to walk the aisle a little bit and talk to you, but I'm not going to. I'm also setting David's series aside for a couple of weeks. On the journey with Christ last week that I was working, I felt God say to me, there's a couple sermons your church hasn't heard for a while, and they need to hear those things. And so, 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 <laughs> here I am. We're going we're gonna to talk about three things this morning, okay? Are, are you ready? Cracker Jack boxes. Cracker Jack boxes. Um, caterpillars and butterflies. And then... Uh, being a witness. And I'm going to tie all those three things together. What's the special thing about Cracker Jack boxes from when you were a kid? Or there's a prize inside. I know that it's caramel corn and peanuts and all that, but now they come in a separate bag inside the box, and you can just take them out and not make a mess and get straight to the prize. Now, when I was a kid, it used to be that the prize was the whole thing. And the peanuts and the caramel corn was just extra that you could eat while you were enjoying your prize. Is that your experience as well? Good. I'm glad I'm not alone. I've spent a lot of time being alone in some of these experiences. But here's this thing. This is from 1 Corinthians 3.16, and I'm just going to gloss it for you. Don't you know that all y'all are the temple of the Holy Spirit, or the temple of God, the home of the Holy Spirit. Do you want me to read you that specifically so you know that I'm not just glossing it just loosely, completely? Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? All y'all are God's temple and the Holy Spirit lives in you. What does that have to do with the prize inside? Well, in the Bible, there are two words for temple, or church, if you want to say that for us. But it's, one is this uh, Greek word, irenus, which means the church and the grounds or the temple grounds. So that would include, if, if you were going to the temple, you would say, irenus, I'm going to the church and I'm parking in the lot. That's also going to the temple. We met at the temple. And this other word, naos, which is only ever used of the cube that's inside the temple that is the Holy of Holies. The only cube in the Bible that's ever described except for the book of Revelation, which in case you didn't remember is a cube that comes out of heaven, which is the Holy of Holies. Don't you know that all y'all, that's each of you and everyone, that your the naos, the holy of holies, the place where God dwells. 
don't you know that you're the temple of the Lord and the Holy Spirit dwells in you? Don't you know that? That that there's this prize inside you. 1 John 3 says it this way, that you don't need a teacher. You have the Holy Spirit inside you to teach you everything that's been said. Do you know what that means? It's like this. This is my experience. Maybe it's not your experience, but I'm in church or I'm near somebody that I respect and they say something about God and the Holy Spirit in me goes, ooh, did you get that? Get that. And you're taught by the Holy Spirit. You're reading the scripture and the scripture goes, Ooh, and the Holy Spirit says, get that. Don't lose that one. And you are taught by the Holy Spirit the prize inside. So, so, so. I was, um, the first church I pastored in, I had been there about a week, and these little kids were running through the building, and somebody yells at them and says, stop, stop running in the, in the church. Stop running in the sanctuary they were running. And I wanted to say, no, you don't get it. You know, when we do that thing, here's the church. Here's here's the church, here's the steeple. See, I I don't know this one well enough to even do it because it it sets my teeth on edge. You have anything that sets your teeth? You turn it up and see all the people, right? The little kids are the temples of the Lord, and they're running in a building. You don't open up the sanctuary and see the people. The people are the sanctuaries. Don't you know that you're like the Cracker Jack prize inside? You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. It's a prize inside. Anybody's going to get to you, they've got to go through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt and it's not going to be bothersome and that life isn't a struggle and all those things, but... In the side, about a month ago, we started saying this thing, right? Do you remember? Jesus loves you, and God's got your back. How does he have you and got your back? Well, he's inside of you, guiding and teaching and all that stuff. There's a prize inside. So I'm not just saying this to you this morning so that you would think, well, that crazy Dave, he just said he likes to turn things on their ear for for everybody because the second thing i need to do so the first thing was the cracker jack box right the prize inside don't you know that you're the temple of the holy spirit but how did that happen and all that when when you accepted jesus you you changed you were transformed now i'm not going to gloss this i need to read this from after a story it's not opening the um, the difference between a caterpillar and a butterfly. That's number two. I, th- I said transformation. I was driving harvest truck one day, and I saw an aribata of woolly bears. You know what an aribata is? It's a it's a term meaning like a like a mass movement so all the turtles have an aribata when they go and lay their eggs on the thing 
Anyway, so I'm driving this harvest truck, and these woolly bears are crossing the road. And there's hundreds of them. And, and you know, they're, they're big. And, and I'm sitting up in, in one of these uh, seven-speed diesel trucks with 12,000 pounds of grain in the back. And, and, there's, and you see woolly bears right there all over the place. But they're... Have you ever been confused between a caterpillar and a butterfly? Why? See, I knew they were caterpillars because they didn't have wings. And they had these big, big, huge bodies, right? Do butterflies have those big, huge bodies? The transformation of the Holy Spirit in you is such a big deal that it's like this. This is from 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3, and it's a little bit of a reading, but only God can write a letter that changes your life, a letter about us. His letter authorizes us to help carry out his new plan of action. The plan wasn't written out in ink or on paper with pages and pages of legal notes killing your spirit. It's written with the spirit on spirit, his life on ours. Don't you know you have the prize inside? The government of death, its constitution chiseled on stone tablets, had a dazzling inaugural. Moses' face delivered the tablets was so bright that day that even though it would soon fade, that the people of Israel could no more look at him than stare into the sun. He's been transformed even by stone tablets and and the presence of God. How much more dazzling than the government of the living spirit inside you? This is from the message. If the government of condemnation was impressive, how about this government of affirmation? Bright as that old government was, it would look downright dull next to this new one. When the spirit is inside us, it changes us so much that the old ways just pass away, the difference between a caterpillar and a butterfly. Do you know that in the, in the bug world, I can just hear the caterpillar coming out and all his old friends are coming up and they don't go, did something happen? Did you change your hair? I don't get it. No, you, you got wings, the body's different, everything's different. The question that the, the butterfly gets isn't, did something happen? It's, what happened? The metamorphosis, yes. If that makeshift arrangement impressed us, how much more this brightly shining government installed for eternity. With that hope, with that kind of hope to excite us, nothing can hold us back. Unlike Moses, we have nothing to hide. Everything is out in the open with us. He wore a veil so the children of Israel wouldn't notice that the glory was fading away. And they didn't notice. They didn't notice it then, and they don't notice it now. Don't notice that there's nothing left behind the veil. Even today, when the old proclamations of the bankrupt government are read out, they can't see through it. Only Christ can get rid of the veil so they can see for themselves that there is nothing there. Whenever, though, you, they turn to face God, as Moses did, God removes the veil And there they are, face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living, personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. 
By the way, that's what Jesus is doing when he's going around saying, do you have eyes to see and ears to hear? Because they've been worshiping idols and not gods, and they become like them, and, and idols are made out of stone, and they have eyes, but the eyes don't see and the ears don't hear. So do you have eyes to see and do you have ears to hear? Do you have living flesh God-imaged eyes. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it, all of us. Nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And we are transfigured much like the Messiah who lives gradually, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives as we become like him. You have a prize inside, and that prize inside begins a transformation. And the question isn't, did something happen? The people around you need to be going, what happened? What changed? There's something different about us. Do you get that question? What's going on? Are you transformed? Be transformed is the message of Paul. Let yourself, as, as, as the message would say, let yourself be pulled into a God-shaped life, full and vibrant, shaped by his life, that you would be transformed. You have the prize inside. <laughs> the, little, the little caramel corn and the peanuts they could just be tossed aside. They're not the big deal. All the other stuff of life, but you've got the prize. You're like the Cracker Jack box or the Holy of Holies. Don't you know all y'all? Don't you know all y'all are the temple of the Holy Spirit? And that you've been transformed by the presence of the Spirit. By the presence of the Spirit. How then are, is the question is there anything different about them? That can't be the question going on. If it is, then examine yourself. Don't examine somebody else. That's not what the Bible does. The Bible says when you turn, he meets you face to face. He doesn't say when you force somebody else to turn because then they don't turn. They just get turned around. So the first thing was the Cracker Jack box. The second thing was the transformation, the butterfly. The third one is this, the witness, Acts 1.8. You, you shall be my witnesses to the end of the earth. Why? Because there's this change in us. Or as Jesus said earlier in Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they see your good works and give glory to the Father in heaven. Or as he says in another way, another place, Jesus says, if I be lifted up, I will draw everyone to myself. Let your light so shine. You are witnesses. Now, there's just a couple of things about witnesses. Witnesses is court language or law language. When you're a witness, when you're called to be a witness in a court case, you're not the defendant and you're not the prosecuting attorney. 
You're called to say what? What you've seen. Now, you have a testimony. Each and every one of you who's met Jesus has something that's yours. Jesus did stuff for me. I got to talk about it. It's, an, it's a witness. You've got something to talk about. Jesus has done something for you. And in the court case, a light on a hill, a city on a hill, not hidden, gives witness to what's been done for them. That's your whole job. What's been done for you? Well, you've got the prize inside and you've been transformed. Now your whole job is to explain it. But what makes a good witness within a court of law? Believability, perhaps? trustworthiness what's more believable what we say or what we do i'm gonna i'm gonna say this this is my favorite thing what we do is always more believable unless it matches what we say if what we say and what we do match then we have integrity or the ancient pottery term sincerity did you know sincerity is a pottery term it means without wax and it's not just pottery, but sculpture. And the sculptor would build this, build this sculpture and something would happen. He'd, the chisel would go wrong and pop the nose off the sculpture. And they'd melt some wax in there and put the nose back on and sell it. And it was invisible until it got hot. And then pop, off comes the nose. It would fall apart. It was without wax. It was sincerity meant that it held water in pottery. Because if you had a waxy crack in your pot and it got hot and the water would leak out, buying that pot was sort of a ridiculous thing to do. You wouldn't buy the pot from that potter anymore. Witnessing, then, is this. Answering the questions for the, what's gone on inside you. It's simply that. That's what is meant by the quote that says, Speak, preach the gospel at all times, use words if necessary. It was not ever that you would never ever say anything. It was always explain your actions. That's the St. Francis thought, that you would work and live the gospel out and then provide the explanation for what you're doing so that your words and actions, your witness, would match and if you lift him up, that the whole world will see your good deeds and give glory to your Father in heaven. I'm feeling like we're really early and I'm done. <laughs> I'm concise is good. But this, but this is the deal, isn't it? This is where we live. Don't you know that all y'all, that each of you, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You can't run... You can't run in the sanctuary. The sanctuaries run in a building. You're the sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. Everywhere you go, God needed one thing, a mobile temple. Because people can't always make pilgrimages. Instead, he would bring his temple to them. Lord Jesus, will you light us on fire that the question that we'd be getting from uh, others is, what happened? that they would see the light that you put in us, that they would see the transformation in us, that they would see that we're different and lift you up and give you glory. In your precious name, Lord, amen.